You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 77 with Preston Pugmeyer. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. I am so excited for you all to hear this episode. I'm going to do a really short intro today because I just really want to get into this episode with Preston, my friend Preston Pugmire, who is an incredible mindset coach and entrepreneur. And this episode is really, really powerful because in the episode, we talk about business and self-limiting beliefs, but this could be applied to anything. We talk a lot about dissecting your subconscious beliefs so you can see what you really feel about yourself. We talk about getting uncomfortable. And I know that with our journey with food and nutrition and even moving our bodies, there's a lot of thought processes that go into that. There's a lot of mindset work that we have to do. And it really isn't until we figure out the mindset stuff and figure out what we are thinking about ourselves and what we actually believe that we can really get to the bottom of our food struggles. Of course, there is a lot more involved with that. But solving your food struggles doesn't involve um, getting another food list or getting on a new diet or, you know, just finding a new way to eat, like searching for the thing that is going to really change us or heal us. Like it all starts with you, with anything that you are going through. And especially with food, so many of us grew up in a way that we learned that food was this mechanism that we could use to control and to numb and to leave ourselves because it's so easy and so delicious and good. Um, But there's many times that we find ourselves, you know, guilty and really mad at ourselves and hating ourselves for the behaviors that we've had. And this could be, like I said, any self-sabotage behavior. This could be with your business. You know, I talk a lot about business because I do business mentorship and, when it comes down to it, I am an entrepreneur. So even though I haven't struggled with food in a really long time, which is why I really love talking to you all about it, especially those of you who are currently struggling, because I can believe that I can help you get from, you know, struggle to peace when it comes to that. But me being on my own entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey and growing and really having to be uncomfortable these past several years in order to get to the growth that I want, to do the things that I believe in my heart I can do. I just want you to know that if you're out there and if you are listening to this, as so many of you do each week, which I'm so grateful for, that you have the power to change your life. It's even better if you have a coach to help you, which you know, I'm always available for business mentorship coaching and nutrition coaching, a shameless little plug, but I really do it out of service and out of love for the clients that I have and the clients that I want to help transform their lives. But it really starts with seeing what we are capable of and believing that we are capable of certain things. And you can start small. Preston gives really amazing actionable steps to really begin dissecting these beliefs. And he takes me through 
a mindset exercise right at the beginning. Like that's how we start that he took me through when I was with him in Nashville uh, at the end of January where apparently I have this thing with clothes because I chose a story about laundry and then I chose a story about packing that he then dissected and you'll hear it now. Um, he dissected into me not thinking that me thinking that if I'm not perfect, nobody will love me. And it's funny that both of my things have to do with clothes because like clothes, like I'm not a super shop shopaholic as you all know, but let's just get into the episode. If you want to connect with Preston, you can find him on Instagram at preston.pugmire. He also has a podcast called Next Level Life, which you can listen to wherever podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Um, you can also find him at prestonpugmire.com. And he has a course coming out called um, Mindset Then Strategy, and or Mindset First, Strategy Second. And uh, it basically talks about why you need mindset first before you implement any sort of strategy, like the name says. But the course is closed right now, but you can get on the wait list on his website. But all of the links for everything can be found in the show notes. Let me know what you think of this episode. I love you guys. I hope you believe in yourselves and that you get out there this week and every week and you just go after your dreams and you really, truly begin believing in yourself to do the things that you want to do in this life. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here today with me, Preston. Of course, Ashley. Honored. I'm so excited to have you on because you took me, which I still think about this, you took me on a mindset exercise um, a couple months ago that turned a thought that I had that was like, I don't have time to do laundry into like this whole other thing of like me not being good enough and like me thinking these things um, subconsciously. Was that at dinner, right? That was at dinner while you're we eating sushi. Oh right? man, I yeah. would love to hear your interpretation of and your experience of that mindset process. I know oh. that you're interviewing me, but like, yeah. I want to hear this yes. from you. <laughs> like, Absolutely. So I do this with people. That's the mm -hmm. funny thing is that I, with my clients, take them through, you know, specifically with food and, and business, I take them through this process and I am versed in this stuff Yeah, and, you know, I know how to do it. But when we put that mirror back on ourselves, me thinking that I'm like practicing, you know, we're never done with this work. Like we never mm. arrive, which is like something that I had to learn too, but you just broke down each of my thoughts into tiny little bits that we just further analyzed and just continued going until I got, you know, me thinking about like, oh, I can't get my work done because like I have to do my laundry on Thursday and I can't work on Thursday because that takes up like two hours. And, and you just took it step by step to where like, I don't think I'm good enough to do this work. You know, that was like my underlying, and I was like, holy shit, like that's <laughs> really crazy. And I remember just being kind of emotional and I gave you a hug and I thanked you for, for doing that for me. Um, we're just starting vulnerable already right now, which I love. Yeah, I love. Um, but I would love if you could introduce yourself and if you could let us know what you do now and how you got to where you are. It's kind of a big question, but just no, for sure. where you want to go and, and we'll continue from there. So love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love your vulnerability and your awareness of that moment, your willingness to go there and do that. But okay, so my name is Preston Pugmire. I am I am a powerful, kind, joyful man of light. And as that man, I embody inspiration and creativity. And through my life, I testify of the living God so that all his children feel self-worth now. That's what I do, man. Powerful. That's yes. my contract with myself. And yes. I love, love, love being a, just involved in this process and in this journey of personal development, of entrepreneurship, and of just growth. And everything comes down to mindset. My whole thing is mindset before strategy in business, in relationships, in life, every single aspect of it. Because if you don't believe that you can, then the steps don't matter. And that's what I talk about. That's what I work on with my clients. And that's what I practice myself. 
I love it. And so many people, especially in business, and I work with a lot of people in food, want to know like the diet, the steps, the strategies, they'll read all of these books. And I mean, I've been there as well. And what you're saying, the work that you do with your clients is paramount. And a lot of people hear mindset and it seems really intangible to them. Like, wait, what is that? <laughs> what does that actually mean? What that's a word that's thrown around, I think, like, you know, authenticity or like self-love, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mindfulness, even. Um, and these things are actually do have tangible parts to them. So I would love if you could explain what mindset means to you and, and for your clients and the way that you interpret it. Love it. Let's get very, very clear on this. Another thing that I think is interesting about what you said is that when people say, or they have this thought of like, it's, oh, it's so intangible. And like, what does it mean? So like that, you're trying to come, trying to make it very complex. Yes. And in complexity, we get lost. So let's simplify everything down to mindset is what you think and believe. That's it. Like it's, it doesn't have to be more complex than that. So what are your thoughts that you're having? What are the beliefs that you have? Like if you were to say, like take, take money, for example, if somebody said, okay, what's your money mindset? Then go inward, be quiet for a second and don't react to this sentence. Really feel what is the first thing that comes to mind when I say the words, or I say, I ask you to finish this sentence. Rich people are. Okay, whatever word or phrase just came to your mind, that's your mindset. That's your thoughts. That's your beliefs. And for some people, like I do this all the time with my clients, I primarily work with entrepreneurs who already have like kind of an established business that's going along you know, between 50 and $100,000 a year or whatever, and they want to double it, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't <laughs> like effort your way to doubling a business that's $100,000 a year without burning yourself out. So if you have this idea that rich people are, and then if you say lucky at the end of it, or if you say greedy at the end of it, or if you say like jerks, or they rich people are um, like selfish, right? Like if that's something that you're saying at the end of it, then guess what? You don't want to be greedy. You don't want to be selfish. You don't want to be manipulative. You don't want any of those things. So your ego and your brain is going to be like, well, you better not be rich then. So let's go ahead and subtly and subconsciously self-sabotage so that we actually don't double our business. And when you get out of your own way and like release the emergency brake, I call it, like you're driving this car that is your business. And you're like, why won't the car go fast? And I like, I've gassed it up. I changed the oil. I made sure that all of the things, I fixed that part of the, the body. There's a dent in the body. I fixed that. Why isn't the car going fast? And you have the emergency brake pulled. And that's your beliefs and your mindset. Because if you're ever not accomplishing something that you want to accomplish in your life, there is a huge, approximately 100% chance that you have a subconscious, emotional, mental belief block that is limiting you from getting that. Totally. I totally agree with all of that. And that's something that I teach my clients as well, especially, like I said, with food, that's a big yeah. one. Self-sabotage is huge. What is the process that you take your clients through or that you can explain to the listeners on how to discover those beliefs? Because they're subconscious, they're buried. Yeah. Like, How do we even begin to find out about what they are? So this podcast is eight weeks long, right? So- we have all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <that>. So <laughs> no, just like in the next 45 minutes, let's just yeah, solve yeah. all the problems. But yeah. the, bottom line, it comes down to think about the thought that stresses you out right now. Like, uh, uh, how about let's do this with you? Are you open to it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> What's a thought that you have that stresses you out? Right now, well, currently? Yeah. Right now I'm stressed about packing. About packing, okay. Yes. <laughs> what, so what is, if you were to put it into a sentence, what's the sentence that stresses Because I leave tomorrow. Uh, packing stresses me out. Why? Uh, because, oh gosh, here we go. Because it requires me to be focused. Focus on what? 
Like if you grab a shirt or a pair of pants or whatever, like what is the resistance? That I'm going to forget something, that I my suitcase is going to be too heavy, that and I'm going to bring the wrong thing. If you bring the wrong thing and you for, or you forget something, what would happen? I would just get a new thing that I needed when well, I arrived. What, what might happen? What, what does your fear story tell you? Oh, um, that I am a forgetful person. Yeah. Or I'm, disheveled. I'm, dis I'm disheveled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're disorganized and you're disheveled. Yeah, yeah. And then what might people or how might people perceive you and what might it mean about you if that is the case? Here we go again. We're doing it, <laughs> We're doing it again. Um, that I wouldn't be perfect. There it is. There it so is. This thing. So packing is not the issue. Packing simply is a manifestation of or a trigger for these other deeper beliefs. And so you say, what is a limiting belief? Okay, well, your limiting belief is I'm disorganized. People are not going to accept me if I don't have all the right things. And this is a sub, subconscious, right? Yes, so yes. what the process I just took you through very, very briefly is this is what we do. You just say, what is a thought that's stressing you out? Why? And then you go through a, a process called that I, I developed called the rabbit hole of meaning mm -hmm. where you say, you alternate between two questions. You take the circumstance, you put it at the top, and you alternate down the rabbit hole by asking yourself, what would that mean about me? And what would happen if? And you answer those questions from your fear story. You don't go into, because you tried to go into rainbow and unicorn land. We're like, oh, I would just get a new thing. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. reality of it. But this isn't what's happening inside your heart. This isn't what's happening inside of my heart when I have limiting beliefs. Yes. You attach meaning to things. So any limitation is any subconscious limiting belief is going to be because you've attached meaning to a specific outcome or circumstance. And this is why I, I this is why mindset before strategy, man, because I can give you, let's take packing, for example, mm -hmm. I can take you through an eight week course on how to pack your suitcase perfectly for a trip. And you can buy a, a PDF or you can see an ad on Facebook for the five tips for making sure that you're packed perfectly on like, I'm just doing these analogies for things that we see as entrepreneurs on Facebook and Instagram all the time, these PDFs, right? And you think, oh, that's the thing that's going to solve my problem. But all it's going to do is highlight a bigger problem, which is your subconscious limitation. It's just going to highlight it. And so the, the issue is not about packing. It's about what you uh, what meaning you have attached to it. And I find this across the board with people who are going to launch a course, people who are going to uh, open up a brick and mortar store and try to get clients to come to that. People who are going to release a, write a book. People are like any, whatever it is. I find it with me too, man. Oh yeah. So interesting. We all go through it. And something you said earlier, the very, very first, you said, I am versed in this stuff. Like I do this stuff. Yes. So am I like, yes. I am really good at this, and yet I work with a coach. Yeah. Because I'm in my own forest. I, like, I can't see my own blind spots. That's what makes them blind spots. Exactly. Just like you can't see your own blind spots. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It doesn't mean you're not a good, successful entrepreneur. It means that you're a human who is driving your own car and having your own blind spots, and that's okay. That's why working with a coach is invaluable. And it's one of the things that I, well, it's what I do for a living, but like mm -hmm. I, so yes, I'm going to be an advocate for it. But the reason I'm an advocate, advocate for it is because I see the value in, in my own life and I see what it does for other people. And it's so important to work with a coach. Absolutely. And like you said, we get caught up in our own stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be, you know, it doesn't matter how often it happens, but it, it will happen at some point. And, you know, I totally agree with, with what you're saying about that. And it, it sounds like, you know, people hear the stuff about the subconscious and it's another thing that they get overwhelmed with and it's another <laughs> thing that they have to do. But this process that you're talking about makes it a lot simpler because it's like, okay, we're just going to sort of deal with things as they pop up and explore things as they pop up. And that seems like something that is much more practical 
Mm -hmm. and sustainable than like, hey, let me, you know, spend six hours writing out my life story uh, in a journal or something, um, which can be beneficial, you know, if if done in, in smaller increments too. But but having presence to stay with yourself in real time and exploring these things by yourself or with a coach is just an invaluable human skill to have. It's, dude, it, it's a skill. That's it's a skill. the coolest thing about it. It's not yes. a trait. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is when people get overwhelmed with it, they, they end up comparing themselves to other people who have just been doing it for longer, man. I used to do this all the time. I would compare myself to Jess Lively, specifically. She mm-hmm. is a podcaster. She has a podcast called The Lively Show. Love, love her. Show. You know her? I love her. Yes. She's incredible, right? She's incredible. Like, I used to compare myself to her all the time. And then I actually had a chance to work with her. She did a, a thing in Sydney. She was living in Sydney. She lives in Michigan now, but when she was living in Sydney, um, she did this uh, big course um, conference and she invited me to come be a presenter at it so i oh flew to sydney god. and i worked with her oh my god i had no oh, idea dude it was so eye-opening wow. just seeing how she just is and and bees in her space and like just ha- hanging out with her and her team and going to dinner with her and, and her videographer and it was just like it was really cool to see the real human aspect of this and it allowed me to not compare myself to her because I was like, oh, she's just been doing it for longer. Like, yes. That's, that's it. She's not like a special human being. She is a, an amazing special human being. And she is sharing with me the idea that I can be that amazing special person too. I just get to be intentional about it. And that to me really, really shifted the way that I view like influencers and, and people. And it's just, it's really interesting to me. It, there, there's no secret. It's just about intentional consistency and developing yes. the skill. And, and practicing. And sometimes the practice is, is boring, you know? And, and it, <laughs> like, that's why people don't want to do it, I think, because it's not sexy a lot of yeah. the time. It's not shiny. It's not like, hey, get this result in, you know, a week or two weeks or 30 days or whatever it is. When yeah. we make lasting changes and even when we be, when we become curious about change, especially with our own mindset, it's something that takes deliberate action and discipline every day or most days. Every single day. Well, every I, I, single like day. Learning, learning a different language, right? Exactly. I, I, I learned Vietnamese and there was a time in my life where I spoke Vietnamese fluently and I don't now anymore. It's because I stopped practicing it and I stopped speaking it. But when I was really in it, I was learning it and speaking and practicing it every single day. And now I speak and practice English every single day. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at English. You're really good, yeah. <laughs> Even so, with, with decades of English experience, I learned a new word just two days ago. And I, yeah. right? And so it's like you, you continue to learn, you continue to practice, you continue to grow. And don't get frustrated after a month of trying to learn a new language and be like, wow, I can't speak it fluently. So I'm going to just stop it. Just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would love if you could talk about, you know, the reason that we get into this work as mindset coaches and, and coaches in general is usually because we have been in a not so great place in the past. At, at least that's what I've usually seen. Like we've gone through our own transformation and therefore we want to guide others in that transformation too. So I would love if you could tell a little bit of your backstory and the reason that you got into, into doing this work. Uh, uh, great, great question and topic. And uh, you, you know, I love talking about myself, right? So I'll just do yeah. this. <laughs> yes. And you have such an interesting story too. Um, yeah, it, told me a couple months ago. Thanks so much, man. Uh, which story are you referring to? Now I'm like the music. Okay, just music. The fact that you were <laughs> a musician. I'm gonna tell yeah. the interesting one or the boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a musician, and um, I don't do that for my job anymore. But I still consider myself a musician because I didn't forget how to play the guitar and sing. But I started out as a musician, and I wanted to be successful, and I didn't know exactly what that meant. And I was trying all these different things and just blah, 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 doing all this stuff. And then I was, I had a good life, man. 
like I wasn't depressed. I wasn't like, I was, I was just kind of like doing a thing, but I didn't realize there was more. Oh my gosh. And then I, I went to this personal development conference uh, with my family. Cause my mom was like, Hey, we're going to go to this thing. I was like, okay. Like right now you know more about it than I did when I walked in the doors of it. I'm serious. Like I knew nothing about it. It was crazy. And it turned out it was a four day, oh. 12 hours a day, uh, intense experience. Was it Tony Robbins? No, it wasn't actually. Oh, it, was, wow. it was, it was a, it, something called impact trainings in, in the West coast. It's in Utah, but <laughs> dude, it was just absolutely incredible. It's more intense than Tony Robbins, believe it or not. Like oh, it's, wow. it's that's way that, that seems like the pinnacle of intensity, the jumping the and buckle up, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> and have your world rocked. <laughs> um, but seriously, I went I went there and it was it was like a transcendent experience because I had my mind opened up to, oh my gosh, like there is so much more and I am capable of so much more. And the flip side of that is when you get into this work, it starts high, like you become aware and it starts highlighting and bringing up all of this shiz, all of this limitations and old mindsets and old BS stories and all this stuff like that. And so initially there's actually like a dip in your, product, your, your emotional productivity because you like start to get into this judgment. I find that a lot of people, when they begin this work, they start judging themselves because I, I, I did too. But mm -hmm. So I, I did that, and this is the cool thing is uh, six months later, so I had a, a, an experience where I shifted my mindset, and I thought, oh, I am worth this. I can actually make this happen. Mindset before strategy, right? Because I was doing all the things, and I was like, I can make this happen. I now believe in myself. I shifted my mindset, the thoughts and beliefs that I had, and six months later, I was the number one booked musical act in the entire country on the university and college touring circuit. Now, Amazing. that doesn't mean much to a lot of people because they didn't even know, oh, I didn't even know that there was a university touring circuit. Well, neither did I, but I started opening my mind to trying different things. And like the, I was like, started being the version of me who is successful and the version of me who is successful is open to things looking different. So I started like doing all this different stuff and I just, it took me on this course where uh, me and my wife, we literally were on the road 10 months out of every single year for four years straight. We did hundreds and hundreds, I think like 600 plus college and university shows. And they paid for our hotels and our meals and our travel the whole time. We drove everywhere. We visited 46 states and drove 200,000 miles in this car together. And like spent four years just like in a car together. And it was one of those just so bonding. And I was just, it was so amazing. It changed my life. And then um, I decided to have children. I, I, we yes. decided to have children. <laughs> I didn't mean to say, we decided to have children mm -hmm. and things shifted for us for what we were, um, what were our goals and what were our, our lifestyle. We bought a house and all stuff like that. I stopped touring as much. We started doing about one week a month. And then, then slowly, 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 I started experiencing depression and I started experiencing um, what scientists call being poor. And it was this really interesting experience for me because it was slow. It was like this gradual descent. And then about a year and a half ago, I... <laughs> So it's just so fascinating to me. I realized, oh, what am I doing here? Because I used to have a bunch of money and now I don't. What's the difference? And I started doing this self-coaching and I went down the rabbit hole of meaning for myself with money and what it looked like. And I was like, oh, the, and this is a really condensed version of what happened in my brains. But I realized, oh, the difference is children. And so I started thinking, I have two kids. What beliefs what beliefs do I have about kids and money? I started analyzing my, like, okay, parents are, right? Rich people are. Like, I started, like, doing those kind of global type of beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had a belief that being a parent 
meant that you had to have anxiety about providing for your children. I just got to put food on the table. I got to have these mouths to feed. I got to give my kids a better life than me. And it was creating this subconscious anxiety. And the anxiety allowed me to feel, it's like, I'll take you down my rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I feel anxiety. What does that mean about me? It means I'm concerned. I'm a concerned dad. Yes. And if I'm concerned, what happens? I work hard. And then I get to put this badge of honor on me. I'm a hardworking dad who just loves his kids. And what does that mean about me? Hard work means that I'm going to feel like a good dad. And if I feel like a good dad, what does that mean? It means I'm a good person and I'm good enough. And so it's five, six steps away, but I have attached anxiety to feeling good enough. And so my brain goes, oh, Preston, hey, dude, we want you to feel good enough. And since you've made this attachment, like, you want to feel good enough? Here's a bunch of anxiety. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and then I was like, cool. Like, my subconscious is like, yay, I get to be a good person. And then yes. my consciousness is like, oh, what's going on? And yeah. in, my, in my experience with working with clients, I find, it's not across the board, but it's just can, more consistent than not, that males do that with anxiety and females do it with guilt really interesting man mm. like they people wear a lot of entrepreneurs who are mothers they wear mom guilt as a badge of honor because it allows them to be an entrepreneur and fulfill that version of themselves but they feel guilt they feel guilt so that it prevents this feeling of selfishness because they should be doing this with their children and so the guilt bridges the gap between what they should be doing and what they want to be doing. And I use should as like very, very loose right there. Yes, yes, yes. And so males have this anxiety that they're not allowed to talk about because the only emotion that a male is allowed to feel in society is anger. And then it, females, they feel this guilt. And it's just this, it's just like this shame, guilt, anxiety, judgment sandwich that we just eat. And we just like feel so good when we eat it because then we get to be a victim and then we don't take action and then we get let off the hook and then we get to feel comfortable and just all this stuff. I'm condensing months and months of training into a five minute segment here, but like yes. this, is a, this is what I found for me. And so bottom line is when I realized this, it was this huge light bulb that went off. And <laughs> I said, what if, what if I just changed it because I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of my emotions. What if I attached peace to all of those things down the rabbit hole? Peace means that I'm concerned. Peace means that I'm a good dad. Peace means that I'm good enough. What if I did that? And so I intentionally did it. And I kid you not, three weeks later, I tripled my income. Oh, wow. That's and, when you started your coaching business? Mm -hmm. And within three weeks, and I maintained it, and then over the, over the last six months after that, and just all this different stuff, I doubled it from that. From the triple. Yeah. So you tripled and then doubled. Mm -hmm. And you attribute most of it to, or all of it to the mindset. Well, that's the origin. Yes. That's so where it yeah, began. There are so many different aspects of it. It's like, yeah, I started doing different things on my podcast. I started doing, we haven't even talked about my podcast yet, but like we started doing different things on my podcast, started doing different things on my the way that I would coach and the way that I would do referrals, the way that I would do all these different things with my website and with every, just everything. I started doing different things, but I wouldn't have done those things if I hadn't shifted my mindset. So that's the origin. So when you say I attribute it, it to it, yes. It's where it began. It's where it began. Like that's the first domino. And if you don't knock that domino over, the other ones won't get knocked over. Such a good analogy. Such a good analogy that most people are hesitant to changing because it's much easier to begin taking action without doing that work. Oh, uh, dude, it's so it's easy. It's so easy because you, you, what happens is you can place the, the blame or, or for the success or failure on the steps because when you take the action, and it doesn't happen. You'd be like, well, the steps were wrong. It wasn't me. And then you're off the hook again. And now you get to be a victim. And then you get to feel good. 
What yes. is your face just now? You went, oh, like I see. What, what just happened for you right there? Because I've, I, I went through that so many times. Like, uh-huh. let me just buy all the courses. Let me buy all the business books and yeah. let me just, let me hire a, a ton of people and um, let me just do all of these things like, and work super hard at doing them. Like do nothing except do these things. Like, let me work weekends. Let me work until I'm literally mm-hmm. falling asleep. Um, and not looking at the beliefs that I had, this was like, you know, three, four years ago. Oh yeah. But, Gary V from 2016. That's all he was talking about. Yes. Work yes. 3am, right? Like don't do, don't watch Netflix, like do <laughs> nothing else except this. And I'm like, but I'm not even happy doing this, right? Like this doesn't yeah. feel good to me to do this. So I just relate to that so much. Uh, and I think as humans, our brains go there instantly. Like, oh, oh, I just need that external thing. Like that's really what I need in order to gain success with money or with your own business or with your body or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about, okay, go, go ahead. The tricky thing is you do, you do need those things. You that's do the, eventually. Yes. Like yeah. The, but they're not everything. But they're not the first thing. Yes. Yes. And the, the real kicker here is that you can be successful with hard work and effort and burning the candle at both ends. Yes. Yeah. And, and so it's this false sense of like, oh, oh, I saw this work for somebody else and maybe it worked for me in the past, but you just described a situation where you did that and you had the success, but you weren't happy. And that's why I, I seriously don't want people to make $10,000 a month if they're not happy. Like if you have no room in your schedule, for Netflix, no room, and you are making $10,000 a month, knock it off. Yeah, yeah. That's why everything for me is peace in your heart and money in your bank in that order. If you try to do it the other way around, it's a cycle that you're always reaching for the next thing, and it's just, it becomes this addiction, and you can't actually achieve it. Uh, I went to Tony Robbins recently and I saw on your Instagram. It, it was so awesome. Yes, man. So yes. was my second time going and we sat up front, me and my friend sat up front and he, he doesn't spend a lot of time on the stage. He came off the stage and he stood, he was for part of it. He was standing literally 18 inches away from me, looking at me in the eyes, this gi- literal giant human being energetically and physically. And he looked at me and he said, if you don't find gratitude and joy in the small moments, you will not find them in the big moments. And it just hit me so hard. Like it was just such a condensed, concise version of what I'm talking about here. And I love that a freaking billionaire said it, right? Yeah. Because I used to glamorize money when I didn't have it. And think that they had it so much easier. They, you know, like people who had money were perhaps more free or, you know, like I said, happier, just had an easier life overall. When what happens is that you don't actually become a different person on the inside when when those things happen. You know, now you're just someone who has more money. Same thing with getting your dream body or something, waiting to live your life fully until it's like those points that we give ourselves where we're like, I'll be you know, fulfilled when blank, Dude, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's everything. The death, the death of your spirit is I'll yes. feel happy when. And, and the craziness is that we, that's available to us now at any moment. Yeah. Like you don't need anything special to yeah. have that. It's just a mindset. You can get that mindset. You can feel like you can feel the emotion now and yeah. that will ironically be the thing that will allow the outcome to come into your life. Yes. Yes. So for me, I changed my energy to peace and guess what? Now I have money. Yeah. Peace in your heart, money in your bank in that order. Like you're talking about the, that's, I love that sense. The crazy thing is you can feel that now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So do do it. Yes, exactly. And, and something, I feel like most people do have some sort of dream in their heart that they want to fulfill that they'd want for their life. But most people avoid it because of the discomfort involved in, in taking that step and in, in perhaps changing or I, it is uncomfortable. Mindset. 
So talk about that. Talk about like the fact that it's not like a rosy path to get there. So, and, and what maybe some strategies that people can do to like get more comfortable with that discomfort that we feel as entrepreneurs and and growth-minded people. Dude, for sure. Love this topic because it is not rainbows and unicorns. It is difficult and it is painful. Um, when you, like you experience the emotional pain, you just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking that it's going to be super easy is actually going to lead to more pain. So <clears throat> what happened for me is I talked briefly about, like I went down this rabbit hole of, not the rabbit hole of meaning, but a rabbit hole of emotions. And I, over the course of a couple of years, I was, I didn't have any money and I didn't believe in myself and I was depressed and all this stuff. And for me, there was a moment when I <laughs> was after the birth of our, our second child and my wife came home literally with tears in her eyes because we couldn't afford groceries. Mm. It woke me up, man. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was my rock bottom. And I felt useless as a parent, as a husband, as a prov- provider, this role that I had decided I needed to play in life and the world and my relationship and all this stuff. And man, it was rough. And so I said, okay, I'm going to, this is it. I got to freaking change some things. And it didn't happen overnight. I didn't just be like, okay, boom. Now it was like Byron Katie who just like shifted her mindset when she saw that coach on her leg and like, she's like, boom, all the way up to joy and passion and and value and all that stuff. Like that did not happen for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, it was a slow climb up the emotional ladder and, but it was intentional and it was incremental and it was consistent. And uh, what I did is I did four specific things. I, and I, <laughs> the reason I said is because I created an acronym for this because I wanted to tell people about how to get into this mindset of inev- inevitability. And the acronym is, it's a fact, F-A-C-T. It's a fact that if you can get your mindset to inevitability, you will accomplish your goals instead of focusing on the how, right? Mm-hmm. So F stands for focus on your wins. I changed my focus. I completely changed my focus. I started thinking about things that I had done that were wins. I lowered the bar for what I was willing to celebrate. And then I raised the bar on my personal standards. So I mean, this is, this is an audio podcast. I understand that, but I'm going to do this with my hands. Think about me taking my hand and lowering it. I lower the bar for what I'm willing to celebrate. And then I, simultaneously raise the bar with my other hand here for what I'm willing to, or for for my personal um, standards. And then there's this beautiful area in the middle between those two things where I'm constantly in a state of celebration and I'm constantly in a state of uh, like being, like holding myself accountable and holding myself in excellence. And it's a moving scale and it's this different ratio for everybody, but focus on your wins because you have so many things that you've done that are awesome and you're beating yourself up. You're over here beating yourself up for this one little thing when there's three other things over here that were cool. Lower the bar for what you're willing to celebrate and then you'll start celebrating all the things. Mm. I focused on my wins. Then I started the A, in fact, F, focus on your wins. A, ask different questions. I started, instead of asking myself, ah, why am I in this situation? Why, why do I always do this? What's wrong with me? Which, dude, I ask myself those questions subconsciously every single day or consciously every single day. It's just this weird, weird cycle. And the thing about your brain is that when you hear questions, you get answers. You just like, your brain searches yeah. for the answer. Yeah. Everybody that's listening right now, ask yourself, what color underwear are you wearing? You thought of a color. Mm-hmm. Now, think about the last person that you saw, or maybe look around the room, pick a person, what color underwear are they wearing? Your brain is now searching for an answer. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear a question, you think of an answer. And so I started, instead of, so instead of saying, what's wrong with me? Because my brain is like, well, let me tell you all the things that are wrong with you. I started saying, what resources do I have that I'm not using? And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, oh. all of a sudden, I'm like, all of the stuff that's coming. Who can I talk to that might know the answer to this question, All right? What, uh, what could I do in this moment to make myself happy? Like in this moment, 
right? And all of a sudden we're seeing different answers because we're asking different questions. So you start asking useful questions. Um, the C is coach, get one. <laughs> has, to be, has to be an acronym, right? So like- Yes, yes, but that is an important step. Yeah, so coach, get one, get a coach. So if you are not choosing to work with somebody, then you can experience success. You are just choosing the slowest and most painful way to do it. Why not? Like, why not work with somebody who already did what you want to do, man? Like, this is the thing that's fascinating to me is Olympians who are literally the best in the world at what they do. They have coaches. And you very, 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 rarely, maybe rarely, maybe one time you see somebody who's like successful in the Olympics who doesn't work with a coach. Like, that's, that's not a thing, man. Mm -hmm. Even the best in the world. Because you're in your own forest. You're driving your own car. You can't see your own blind spots. Work with somebody else who can. And the, the last one is the T. So we got focus on your wins, ask useful questions, get a coach. And then the T is take things off your plate. Right now, you are doing too many things. Not, not just you, Ashley, but mm -hmm. everybody. everybody. Yeah. In fact, Preston, me, Preston Pugmire, doing too many things. I need to take things off my plate because in order to do great things, you got to do fewer things. You have 100%. to relax and stop thinking that you need to people please. Stop thinking that you need to do, that you, you're either doing too many things because you want to please everybody or because you want to feed your ego and get significance by being the person who does all the things. Yes. When I let that go and I started like just letting, I, I have a team of people, two people on my team, three, I have three people on my team. And when I just let them do the things that they're really good at, even if I'm good at them, dude, everything changed and everything's just skyrocketed. And so I took things off my plate and it, it freed up emotional bandwidth for me to do. Oh, gosh, yes. Things. yes, yes. Even if one of those things is staring at the wall. Yeah. Which can be valuable yes, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so that, that's my thing. Focus on your wins, ask useful questions, get a coach and then take things off your plate, do fewer things, but do those that. things. So those that's, you say, what are the steps? Yes. Are the steps? But those are so simple and actionable and practical. And those are the type of steps that we need versus having something that's more complicated, which I feel like our brain wants. Our brain oh. doesn't believe that it, it like, if it's this simple, like that, that can't be it. Like <laughs> those, those things, like, I, I feel like our brains want something just more exciting and interesting. And yeah. many mm -hmm. people go through this, like, oh, just give me that one really magical thing. That's like gonna, that strategy, that's really going to change me. And I always let my clients know, like, you just have to go back to the basics and do the basics really, really, really well over and over and over. And, and that's what it's really about is just continuing to practice and continuing to evolve yourself. And I love how many times already in this conversation, we've mentioned investing in yourself and yeah. investing to get to that next level. And certainly in my own life, I wouldn't be where I am without, you know, several business coaches that I've had, mm -hmm. uh, nutrition coaches, people that are better than me at certain things that I want to have. So why do you think people don't invest in themselves or don't see it as uh, you know, something that should be prioritized in, in their life? The first reason, there's two reasons. The first reason is because they, they don't believe in themselves. They think, okay, that person can do like, yes, it's possible for them, but not me. Like it's only possible for somebody else. And it's just, it just comes down to uh, not believing in yourself as trite as that may sound mm -hmm. because like, if I don't believe that I can do it, why would I invest in a coach? I'm just going to waste money and fail at it. And I guess the second reason is the same thing. Either I don't believe in myself or the second thing is I think that this is not going to work. Like it is not going to work. Like the, the, the program, the coach, the, the course, the whatever, it won't work. And that is using a false sense of self-awareness to decide to let yourself off the hook 
to not put your butt on the line, to not take any action, and you get to avoid. So the reason people don't invest is because it's super uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> and in investing in yourself, like, but I remember what it felt like to put that first huge chunk of money down for my first coach. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so scary. The balls out of oh, me. Oh, God. Nausea. I was like, oh, God, what did I just do? You what know? Do? Yeah. <laughs> what did I just do? And, and really only through that process of investing did I really learn to trust myself. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, shoot, I am worth it. And yes. I can just point to this, this bank transaction that proves that I believe I'm worth it. Totally. Because we attach too much value to money anyway. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's my wife. Oh yeah. What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. My wife just hired a life coach. Oh, amazing. It's so cool. And she, the, the way our bank accounts are set up, whatever she was like, Oh, here, will you just uh, like uh, PayPal the, the uh, my coach? Cause this is how it was set up. And I lovingly said, no, I won't do that. Like, here's the money. We'll transfer it over here, but I want you to do this. Yes. Yes. Because any, any like scarcity that somebody has, they get to be the person that actually makes that happen to create that experience for themselves. And when she like actually put the money in and there was a comma in it, Oh my gosh, I'm going to pay this for Like, she's like, Oh shoot. I don't know about this. And then she hit the button and she's like, Oh my gosh. The next day she came to me and she goes, I am so glad that you didn't do that. Like yeah. the, what I experienced for me for actually like putting that money down was huge. It like opened up her awareness of abundance in yes. life and yeah. about her own personal worth and stuff like that. It was just so cool because I experienced that and you've experienced that. I mean, mm. like, dude, when you, we are both in rising stars, Yes. Um, mastermind. Look, I got this sticker right here. This is yeah. Great. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you were both in rising stars. What did it feel like for you when you put down that huge chunk of money? Oh my God. I mean, it, it was double the nausea of, <laughs> of, of the, of the first investment that I made in a coach. Um, but I, when I hired my first business coach, I, was in a place where like, I had no idea how to do the business that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then I was there for a year and I did great, but I was not where I wanted to. And I knew that if I continued in that same path, that I would stay at a level that, like I knew I needed something greater and something subsequently more expensive in order for me to really rise to the level that I've wanted to. And it yeah. has been, more uncomfortable um, because it requires more of you and, and more mindset shifts. And um, since there is more on the line, it requires act, you know, the mindset, the action, the self-trust, putting yourself out there to do things that you've never done before, asking for more, seeing yourself in a different light. So it has been uncomfortable, but I highly doubt that for a lot of people, not even just me, that these results can be achieved without some sort of an investment like we've made. And that really comes from something that you touched upon. And I'm, you know, I'm cognizant of the time. I have so many questions to ask you. So I want to make sure that, that, um, you know, we get to most of them, but I would love if you could talk about the scarcity mindset that a lot of people have, because I feel like that's why many of us don't do the things that we really want to do because we think that there's limited amounts of, mm. of things out there. Limited amounts of things. So love that scarcity and abundance uh, they have these, everybody attaches different meanings to them. Again, let's just break it down to simplicity. Scarcity equals not enough. Abundance equals enough. Like abundance just, it doesn't, but abundance, I used to think about it like you see those old pictures of like a, a Thanksgiving, like a cornucopia, and it's just like spilling out with all of the like food and stuff like that. I would think about like abundance being overly abundant like all oh, can't even yes. hold it too much right yes, yes. really abundance just means enough mm, i enough, love that enough for what enough for whatever whatever the situation is like scarcity means not enough like are you saying there's not enough love to go around there's not enough attention to go around well if you believe that there's not enough attention then you're gonna think that if somebody else gets attention that means you don't get attention if somebody else gets love then that means you don't get love because there's not enough for everybody. Yeah. 
Yes. If somebody else gets money, that means that you don't get money. Yes. This is a, this is scarcity mentality. Yeah. Abundance mentality means I get enough and you get enough. There yes. is enough to go around. And this, this is so difficult for our brain to conceive of specifically with money because it's tangible. Like mm -hmm. there's this idea of there's this $10 bill and I get that $10 bill and it means that you don't get that $10 bill or vice versa. And so our brain says, okay, there's, there's just only so much of it. And if I get this, then you don't get it. Or if they get it, then I don't. And so it turns into scarcity, but that's not true. How much money is there in the world? Enough. Mm -hmm. Like there is enough money in the world. So create value so that some of that comes to you. Love that. That's it. Like yeah. just simplify it. Stop yes. like this, like, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. Time. Our brain has a huge problem with time abundance and time scarcity because there's only 24 hours in a day, literally only 24 hours a day. And so if I spend this hour on this, then it means I don't spend this hour on that. And that makes so much sense to your brain. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Yeah. But you I mean, what if you say, I spend this hour on this and I pay somebody to spend that hour on this? And so both things get done. Or you say, I really focus and I put my effing phone away and I don't scroll or I don't do anything about distractions and I get this thing done in half the time because I'm so intentionally focused. And then I have time to do this other thing. Like anytime somebody says that they don't have enough time, I just it's just BS. Like, yeah. You, well, it's a prioritization. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. But that's, that's what I think about scarcity and abundance. There. I love that. I love the simplicity of that. Um, because many times when we think of abundance, we think like very grand, this very grand yeah. thing, but it, it really could just be what you said, which is just enough for you and your situation. And um, some people enough means I pay my bills for some yes. people. Enough means I have, I have a second house in the Hamptons and a boat. Like what is both your, are okay. Both are okay. Both are okay. Yes, yeah. What is okay. your enough? Yes. Create abundance around your enough. Yes, exactly. Um, so one more question that I have for you before I get to the yep. quick, quick, quick fire questions. Um, you talked a little bit about going through depression. Um, so what has your experience been like with mental health? You know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression. I still have moments where I go through those. Uh, so what has been your experience with those in relation to, to what you do and, and the life that you live? I, I run a podcast called mind. I run a podcast called next level life where we talk about the mindset of entrepreneurship. And I had a PhD clinical psychologist come on and I talked to him. His name's Paul Jenkins. And you should go listen to this episode because it's just brilliant. He, I love talking to him because he is a clinical psychologist who has prescribed medicine for people. And I asked him this specific question that I had had in my brains about, is it the mechanics of the chemicals in your brain where you just have this depression and you can't do anything about it? And, or is it like your, your mindset and your actions and your thought process? Cause so many people would be like, yeah, cool, Preston. Like, yeah, you can do that. But no, I actually have depression. Like, mm -hmm. And so I asked him this question and his response was, yes. Like it, it just made it so simple. Like, yeah. yes, the chemicals in your brain are affecting the way you feel. Yeah. Oh, what and, a load. That takes such a load off. Yes. And then, yeah. yes, the things that you think and the way that you position your physical body do affect the way you feel. And so the answer is yes. So what do you do with that? If you're experiencing depression, go talk to a therapist. Like, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And, and take some medication if it, if it serves you, if you really feel like that's going to work for you, or if it's the advice of a clinical professional. This is not me telling you to do this. I can't do that. Yeah. But Dr. Paul Jenkins can. Yes. And so then he said, and shift your mindset. Where's your focus? How's your physical state? What are you thinking of? Like, all these different things. And so it's a combination of all this stuff. It's not either or. My experience, I like, I never actually, <laughs> I never went to a doctor and got clinically diagnosed. You know why? Because I was afraid of it. 
Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't so want scary. to be, have that identity because sometimes yeah. I think that people who get saddled with a diagnosis have that as their identity. And then they end up emotionally fighting for alignment with that identity. And they're like, no, 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 Preston, you don't understand. I have depression. I am depressed. And they're like, okay, cool. Like you get it. When you fight for and argue for your limitations, you get them. I fought for and I argued for my limitations for a long time. And I slowly, slowly, slowly got out of that. And now I, and now I don't do that anymore. Mm. I still do occasionally, but I do it yeah. so much less. Yes, and that is okay. And that is progress. Yeah, it's progress. Know? So and that's that's the answer to that question is that that's the answer to that question. Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear speak, people speak vulnerably on this because I went through the same thing as you where like, oh no, I actually went to a doctor and they were like, you actually do have these things. And I was so scared of that because that would mean that I would take that on as part of my identity. But yeah. through the years, it's been like, no, it's just like my brain is different. I got to eat well. I got to move, you know, exercise and, and do the things to manage it. But that doesn't mean that it's a handicap to, to my life or that I can't do the things that you want, that I want to do, which has been a big shift for me. Dude, huge, man. Yes, yes. Huge. Like, take your current circumstance and get into the highest vibrational alignment that you can given your current circumstance. This is a very crude example, but I don't have any hair. And so when I go outside and it's chilly, I don't say, oh, woe is me. I don't have any hair. I put a hat on. I put a beanie yeah. on. People yeah. who have hair don't need to put a beanie on in this weather. I do. I don't judge myself for it. I don't think, oh, this is my identity. I don't make myself anything wrong for it. Like if somebody has some sort of thing going on in their brain that somebody else doesn't have, don't make it mean something about you. Yeah. Handle it. Yes, yes. Take some action. Take action. Um, so we're going to do a couple quick fire questions. Okay. Cool. Uh, the, the first one that I ask is that on this podcast, me and my listeners are big readers. So what are some, a book or some books that have had a huge impact on you that you'd like to share? Number one book is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Perfect. Absolutely life-changing. Second yes. book is a tie between You Are a Badass and Making Money by Jen Sincero or The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. They're Love just fascinating, brilliant books with amazing concepts in them. Yes. And very simple concepts too, which I love. Like right? very tangible. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. tangible, actionable stuff. Uh, this next question is purely selfish because I'm curious about this, but if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, there, I had this um, amazing swordfish with uh, asparagus and hollandaise sauce in uh, New England when I was touring that is the most expensive meal I've ever bought. And I know that that attributed to its taste, but it was also tasty. And uh, so I would, I would eat that one again. So delicious, good. delicious, yeah. simple and simple and good. Uh -huh. um, on this podcast, we are also spiritually minded and I have a big faith practice in my life. So I always ask my guests, like, what do you think is going on here in life? Like <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, it's kind of a big question, but What's like, going on? but like, <laughs> But what do you think in terms of a higher power, in terms of being guided? Oh, man. Purpose, God, Ash universe. I just want to point out that you <laughs> said, we're going to do a couple of quick rapid fire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, real quick. What's going on here? Yeah. We <laughs> have to go off with a bang, Preston. <laughs> 30 seconds. Tell yeah. me everything about the universe of God. Your basic okay. views on, on faith, spirituality, the role, the role that it plays in your life. I believe that uh, God lives. I believe that the universe is connecting all of us. I believe that there is a collective consciousness. I believe that we are all brothers and sisters. And I believe that our spirit is inside of our body and that we can connect with the spiritual elements of nature and other humans and the universe and the world and that's what I believe. We're all in this together, man. I love it. I love it. What a beautiful way to end. Um, <laughs> let us know where we can find you online. And if the listeners want to work with you or take your course in the future, tell us all about that. So I have a podcast called Next Level Life. 
and we didn't even talk about this, but no, I like, didn't, I like but... to say this, like I, my podcast debuted at number one in the world on launch day in my category of personal Woo-hoo. development. Really cool thing, man. So talk about personal development. We have a really cool interviews on there. I, I talk a lot on it and it's my podcast. So next level life, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then also my Instagram is Preston.pugmeyer. And you can DM me on Facebook, Preston Pugmeyer, or uh, Instagram. My website is PrestonPugmeyer.com. I have a course called Mindset Before Strategy. that You can go, go to PrestonPugmeyer.com and there's a way for you to sign up for. Like right now, you can't, uh, we're in the middle of it, so you can get on the waiting list for when we do it again. But hit me up on Instagram and, and listen to my podcast. Those are the main things. Awesome. So yeah, if you had, this has been a really amazing, really sincerely one of my favorite interviews that I've done. Just like, so yeah, just so like, I was so present and just so happy to talk to you with the energy that you brought and and what you had to say. And I'm excited to see you tomorrow because we're going to be in Los Angeles. I know it's great. You're in Florida. I'm in Idaho. Yeah. 24 hours, we're both going to be in LA. It's cool. Yes, super excited. So be sure to reach out to Preston. He is such an awesome person and somebody that will definitely shift your mindset. Um, definitely sign up for the waitlist for his course. And I really appreciate you being here with me today, Preston. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.